Welcome, everyone, to Marvel Cinematic University, the podcast, the final podcast of 2021 that we're going to record. And it just kind of came out of nowhere while we were in the quieter times between the next Marvel thing and the end of the year. And we thought, why don't we just look back at the year? Just some of our favorite bits uh, from Marvel and maybe even from the pod. Uh, We asked our good friends on the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash mcuniversitypod on the Discord to give us a couple of their thoughts on what they loved from this past year. And uh, we're just going to have a nice little casual talk about it here. I got with me Jake Christie, super producer. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Uh, You know, excited to look back. At the year that was. At the year that was, yes. And in a minute's restriction today, he is recovering from his uh, super soldier serum, uh, his booster shot, one Anthony Canton III. Um, he won't be busting out of the laboratory and chasing a car because uh, he, he, he needs to nap after this. So we're going to give him the floor for a little <laughs> bit because he wanted to say what up to everyone before he uh, goes into his deep cryogenic sleep. How are Thank you, you. I'm I'm uh, I'm good considering... Uh, looking forward to getting over this part, but you know, just like anything else, you're just trying to stay safe, stay protected, uh, you know, as best as possible. But uh, nonetheless, um, I did want to say something at the top to everybody, not only who listens to the show, but you guys as well. Uh, this year has been absolutely fantastic in so many different ways. Uh, not only us continuing to grow together as a unit, but, you know, introducing not only new people to the show, but new people into our lives, mm-hmm. which I don't think when we started this now, we're almost going to be on four years doing this together that I don't I never thought that we were going to build uh, something that would be called the community at this point. Yeah. It, it has kind of surpassed um, my expectations and I'm sure ours as a group. So uh, to everybody who listens to the show. Uh, and who supports us on Patreon. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it a lot. Uh, we do too, because there's, you know, w- the three of us have always, at the at the minimum, just try to have fun on this show mm-hmm. and keep it not only, uh, you know, lighthearted, but inclusive to everybody. And I feel like we've done a good job of doing that. And at the same time, we've also been able to expand over this particular year uh, we have a lot of highlights uh, of 2021 that's really cool to look back on, as these guys will do shortly. And I just generally wanted to say uh, thank you to Jake and Jerome for no, thank for you, just buddy. for just being, you know, great friends. First, yeah, first man. and foremost, yeah. before anything else, uh, not only any you know, highlights that you want to share with us before you hop off. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, I think. More, and it's funny. A lot of this stuff throughout the year. Um, I mean, think back when we started doing Wandavision when that uh-huh. came out, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a we had a great run of pods there. And um, I remember you guys were giving me a lot of flack for the White Vision thing. That was episode seven. If you want to go back to that, uh, where where I was saying like, oh, the cataract thing with the White Vision, and then y'all was just made y'all was just joking on me for like a, a ten minute stretch. Even Steph got into it too. Mm. Um, so it was nice to see like immediately after that in episode eight, we got the White Vision. So I, I do want to I do want to push back on one end of that. I don't. A- I mean, like I don't remember exactly what we said, so I could be completely wrong, and I'm happy to be dragged after the fact. I don't feel like I would have made jokes specifically about White Vision, 
but the overall just reaching at every thread. Because like WandaVision was you at your most conspiracy theory AC. Oh, absolutely. I was terrible. So I think think in that way, well warranted. I think White Vision might have been like one of the final theories, which definitely came uh, to fruition. So like shout out to you. But, um, you know, I'm going to take that W where I can get it. If you're putting up 24 shots, you better at least have some points on the board is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was an impressive Mamba shot. Mamba mentality. Yes. It was an impressive <laughs> shot. And, it, you know, you came in the next episode with a speech prepared. There you go, um, buddy. Congrats so on episode that. episode eight. Uh, it was really a nice moment. Um, and, yeah, so you have to take your victory lap for that. You know, you Completely. Because um, a made well, shot's a made shot. So... In honor of that, I prepared a statement for tonight to read to the, oh, and this is direct. This is directed to the audience because wait, this uh, I do appreciate yet? you guys showing <laughs> oh so god. much love to me over the weekend. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> excuse me. So, last week on Marvel Cinematic University, I had an incredibly wild and implausible theory about Vision, at least to some of my colleagues. Now, on this show, I am the one who, if history remembers, predicted a good portion of the plot of Avengers Endgame. Given that fact, it was quite shocking that I got as much pushback as I did. I even had my great producer go the whole, like, no way this happens. It's not happening. And then my road dog, Stephanie, which hurt me a little bit. She said, I'm off the board. And, you know, Jerome been dunking on me since the the show started. So, you know, it is what it is. Guys, I'm not off the board. The board's just getting started. At the end of the day, though, I'm not here to change your minds. I'm just here to give the actual factual. I can't help if y'all didn't have the vision. Y'all didn't have the vision. When it comes to being prepared and doing the work, as the great Howard Bryant once told me, I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. Put some respect on my name. And I got to say, I'm just not the hero type. Clearly, with this laundry list of character defects, all the mistakes I made, the truth is, I am the Easter egg god. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. No, May shots a May shot. I listen. I have plenty of misses this year too. I, I mean, I could think of what if where I was talking about um, uh, choosing Ultron as somebody to to stop the zombie apocalypse and how. Oh how that, yeah, yeah, yeah. How that you know wasn't exactly the the greatest decision. Did in it the turn world. out to be uh, Mephisto in the end on that one? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Mephisto oh. stuff. Because I listened back to some of the Wandavision pods. And the Mephisto stuff is, it's, it's funny in that there's a certainty with what you say it, which is like, I want to be like, oh no, honey, don't. You're like, you're like, you're, cause it's not like, mm-hmm. the thing about the white vision thing is you're like, I think it's going to be white vision. But the entire time you're like, Mephisto is coming. And it's like, Mephisto oh, no, he's is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Mephisto was uh, Nick Young turning to the basket level. Of definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah nah, sure. nah, they got me with the devil references, man. Yeah. Uh, I was definitely reading too much into it. Um, I think separate people have had great moments on the on the show as well. Um, one thing that I forgot to even put in the Discord mm-hmm. was when uh, Jake brought up the the uh, the Winter Soldier uh, mm-hmm. metal arm. I'm gonna bring this up on MC University, and if AC leaves the Zoom, that's his choice. But that's on you, ma'am. Important question, and oh, no, Tyler, I'll start with you. What arm does the Winter Soldier jerk off with? <laughs> That's the wildest question. It's a fair well, question. He, he, look, I feel I feel like like jerking off is simulating sex. We don't bone 
titanium woman. We bone woman of flesh and skin. That's so. an interesting. Okay. I, that's okay. kind of what I thought. Too. I'm, 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 a, I'm sure that titanium arm can get can get him some like. Well, no, like, he might like now, it's now it's vibranium. Now it's vibranium. Vibranium, yeah. Because the, the thing okay. I'm worried about is that I think that he would want. My mind's like, okay, he'd want to use the metal arm because it won't get tired. It will like it is an automatic stranger. You know, he doesn't have to sit on it. You know, um, but the I, thing I, I worry a, about I is that about that one that it's so cold. He might not be able to keep you know an erection because it's so cold it shrivels up. That's like I'm right. worried about. That's important, um, and I think that that's a debate that we're still talking about today. Honestly, I feel like. When 2024 rolls around, they're going to be asking the candidates, like, climate, you know, healthcare, which arm does <laughs> Winter Soldier use? Exactly. Um, yeah, man. And then, yeah. I don't know, AC, there's anything plenty. else? That, yeah, there's just pl- like a lot. There, there's plenty. We'll, we'll like, get into it. We, we won't yeah. keep you too much longer then in that case because yeah, yeah, we know I'll, you got to recover. Yeah, I'll hop off in a minute. But um, I think, I think I, I, you can't talk about this year without talking about two things. Uh, the Kate Heron interview. and mm-hmm. um, That was great. Yeah. Uh, that, that that was great not only for you know for us but the fact that we had a mailbag mailbag after that which mm-hmm. was very goofy and uh, mm-hmm. one Caleb Landmesser uh, said what he said later in the show so <laughs> it's just ironic that those two things were put together but uh, the table read I think the table that read was a great time yeah yeah um, I think for us and I think for everybody involved was really really cool mm-hmm. just because you could get the sense of camaraderie right off the bat. And and it was just fun to see everybody just be just have fun yeah. and just and having a good time and not taking it too seriously and just enjoying themselves, which is mm-hmm. kind of like what we wanted the show to be mm-hmm. from the outset. Yeah. So totally. I think it was a great culmination of those the, things. The thing that I loved about that, and there's a lot of specific references to it in people's picks for their favorite moments of the year, but I think it was the perfect encapsulation of our show because it was silly in that everyone was making up funny things to say and joking around, like, with their lines. But it took it serious enough where no one was, like, missing their lines. No one was going away from the... You know what I mean, it wasn't like... We, hey, we we're professionals first and foremost. Exactly. Jay. Like, everything we were doing was in the <laughs> confines. Of, and I feel like that's kind of the way the show is, where we have a lot of jokes and stuff like that, but it's all in the confines of the discussion of Marvel stuff. We t- Even if we're doing the dumbest joke in the world, we are taking it as seriously as possible. And I feel like that's the way that the table read was. It was just a lot of people doing jokes... But being very right. serious about, you know, being funny. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. And and finally, before I go, I just uh, I'm looking forward to 2022. I think we're going to mm-hmm. do a lot of great things. Continue to do a lot of great things, and and uh, we're going to try and continue to keep the people involved as well. Uh, Jake has already talked about doing another one of these table reads and things along those lines. So it's going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun year for sure. And I would not rather have any type of good time talking with anybody else besides you two well yes, sir same to you man you have a a wonderful day and happy new year i don't think we'll i mean probably we'll text but you know how you <laughs> oh, have, yeah, for you sure. with the family for sure. yeah it's, it's not Absolutely. official unless it's on a pod so happy new exactly. year to everyone here <laughs> exactly. yes. yeah. happy new year guys a uh, happy new year to the listeners and everybody enjoy and have a great time just how you want to say something you good you good okay He's good. Mm-hmm. All right. So, all right, guys. You guys have all a right. good one. You be have easy, man. Pond. I'll listen. Take it all easy. Right. Bye-bye. Right. That was AC. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's like some... I mean, we, when we were talking about this episode, we really just wanted to be kind of easy breezy with mm-hmm. it. Uh, let's... I think let's just start with actually talking about MCU because... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll like get back to like everything that we loved mm-hmm. from the pod this year. But, I mean... 
all in all, like we talked about it when we came out of our last uh, Hawkeye episode, like I think we graded it a relatively solid year. Like some real mm-hmm. highs, of course, some misses too. Yeah. Um, talking around, you know, the Discord, it was definitely, I think the big winner this year was No Way Home. Mm-hmm. But also some yeah. shout outs to WandaVision, Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you, where are you sitting in terms of like... Yeah, I think No Way Home is definitely my favorite project of the year. And then Loki mm-hmm. would be second. Um, but I think that, you know, the WandaVision was also good. I really liked Hawkeye. And obviously Shang-Chi I enjoyed. And I enjoyed both Black Widow and Turtles. So I think that, like, I think there's only two projects I think just weren't, weren't good. But yeah. in terms of the MVP, I think that No Way Home is an obvious answer. But it is also... You know that sometimes that sometimes happens. You know, it completely. It would be like saying you know Avengers: Infinity War was the best Marvel product. Like, yeah, it's the biggest thing. Yeah. period, hands down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, no, I'm with you there, and I think if anything, it's really just like a credit to like without No Way Home, it still would have been a very solid, very enjoyable year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that No Way Home was monumental, really. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, we're we're still kind of. We're still trying to figure out where it really stands in our hearts um, yeah. because, like, it's still so fresh. But uh, mm-hmm. outside of that, MVPs, I, big performances, where are you at, Yeah, buddy? I was thinking, because a lot of people did MVPs in the universe in the context picking characters and stuff like that. And sure. I think that that's perfectly fine. But because of my general role in the show, I wanted to pick a, uh, a actual real life person, and so I think my answer is Florence Pugh, and that's obvious. But sure, yeah, I yeah. think in terms of someone whose impact was across multiple projects, and in terms of value, because you're talking about most valuable. Well, player. it would yeah, exactly because like if you take away like what she adds to both her projects mm-hmm. is invaluable. She carries the team. Yeah, it's invaluable. And so because yeah. like for example, if obviously No Way Home and Loki, I think are probably the two favorite things of the year generally. Maybe not, but. Let's mm-hmm. say that that's the case. Like Tom Holland is very good, but he was he was we know he can be Spider Man. Like that wasn't really that's and true. Then in, in the movie, in one thing, that's not a bad thing. It's just he did. What there he was goes doing. Jake going for the narrative, classic narrative yeah. MVP. Exactly. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, in terms of value for the MCU looking forward, because there's uh-huh. obviously so many questions about where does it go going forward. Having an absolute supernova of a performance in two properties, I think, yep. is incredibly valuable. That that's just like that. It completely it breathes new life into something where it's like, where people who are just obviously saying like, you know, when's the next Jelena thing going to happen? And mm-hmm. for that to happen... I'm telling you, RDJ. It's RDJ Yeah, exactly. Level. For yeah. that to happen in a character that was introduced as a side character in a movie that was kind of just shrugged at generally is Completely. like, that's a huge win. And so Florence Pugh, Flo Pugh, Flossie Pugh, my MVP. Like, I, I wouldn't even... I mean, it's very unfair because Black Widow is a solid movie. By no yeah, way fine. is it a bust. Um, but the inclusion of Florence Pugh to get it to that point is really like a LeBron carrying the Cavaliers mm-hmm. kind yeah. of level mm-hmm. of just elevating. Not that the supporting cast was Cavaliers level, but just getting where it was like really off the strength of, like you said, a supernova in Florence Pugh. I mean, coming from our Discord again, we have... A couple of names to be expected. Uh, Wong, that's, I, I mean, Wong is such a... I, he got a lot of minutes. He got a lot of minutes. I'll give well, him those, that. Sorry, no, he had a lot of appearances. He had a lot of, he a lot of, of minutes, but a lot of games I see played. What, where Suara is trying to go with that. It's a very, uh, it's, I, I mean, Suara is really trying to Daryl Morey this thing, if you ask me, mm-hmm. at that exactly. point. Exactly. Well, um, actually, I don't know if he is, because I think Wong is a guy that you wanted, and he seems he can get along with a lot of guys, so... He can. No, no, it's true. Yeah. It's just, uh, is it like the Tim Duncan pick, in a way? Yeah, you want yeah. a solid foundation. Yeah. A solid yeah. foundation. Just, like, good, care- you know, 
good character building. Uh, Yelena from Togashi, uh, Jonathan Majors from Cecilia. I would say, like, as a performance, it's definitely one of, like, the big yeah. MVP for performances. Um, definitely by your def definition of an MVP or, like, how we look at it in a sports context, probably not eligible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not enough games played. You know, it was like when MB didn't get the rookie of the year. I mean, exactly, played exactly. games. I mean. uh, Niku with Wanda. No one's mad at a Wanda pick uh, for sure. And then Caleb with Loki. Loki Loki was strong. I mean, you can make an argument, especially if you include variants. Mm -hmm. Loki. Yeah, the character of Loki, yes. The character that of is, Loki, period. That know. is true. Yeah. I wouldn't include variants personally because no, they seem no, no. to have their own minds but i do think that yeah i mean i think that those are all really good picks honestly i, I, I would i would include the variants also played by tom hiddleston that's true yes i think that that's fair I th um but yeah. yeah i think the black twitter one i like but did you black twitter is fantastic like oh, the, did, i mean yeah. black twitter Sorry, yeah, montel said black twitter was the mvp which i like that pick because it's out of the box and you know but that's also like to me that's the lebron pick like mm. every year, Black Twitter is that the is MVP. True. That <laughs> like, is true, actually. Like that is you, true. If you if you put Black Twitter up there, then yeah. just no one else is ever going to win mm -hmm. this. Black Twitter yeah. reigns supreme. Period. Yeah. Um, least valuable. Uh, this was I like this category. This was actually a suggestion is, from Montel. He suggested mm -hmm. this as an idea. So shout out to him. Shout out to Montel, and we'll give you his uh, first um, his pick. Yeah, a tie. A tie between Falcons. Uh, Kylie Jenner slash Pepsi ass speech and mm -hmm. Doctor Strange. So mm -hmm. like, okay, I think pretty safely, like no one is a fan of the Falcon into Winter Soldier finale, Correct. at least in the MC University bubble. Correct. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just not a strong performance. Like a lot of people, like we have a couple of Sam Wilson, like AC mm -hmm. has Sam yeah. up there. Cecilia has Sam. Mm -hmm. Niku has Sam. Uh, a bit harsh, I'll be honest. Also, mm. bitch-ass Pepsi speech. I get it. It's a great joke. Still it is. harsh. I yeah. Uh, I actually would say my LVP would be Malcolm Spellman because he wrote that. Um, sure. I'll give you I that. Think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, but, well, because I think that ultimately, like, in terms of a least valuable player, I think looking at what he did with two characters that are pretty decently well-liked, have okay. charismatic performers behind them, and for him to... I would say that in any conventional sense, uh -huh. the Falcon and the Winter Soldier should be the slam dunk of all this Disney Plus series. It has the two, probably the two mm. most recognizable characters. Well, not okay. recognizable, but I would say like characters that have the biggest backings. It has mm -hmm. like a very easy to understand plot. Mm -hmm. It's like maybe not the best, but there's it shouldn't be. It's the it most accessible, is I think what you're trying exactly. to say. Exactly. It, sh it, it yeah. shouldn't be bad. It's actually kind of hard to screw up. And I think that the problems with it are almost all to the writing. And also, as Steph always pointed out, the fact that he was going to write on the show Confederate is just a problem. And so, uh, <laughs> he's my LVP. Completely. Uh, I'll give you that. Um, I don't know. Where do I sit with the LVP? Actually, <laughs> I love Springthorpe's pick of Mephisto. <laughs> yeah. Springthorpe and Cecilia with Mephisto is yeah. a great pick, yeah. uh, period. Um, AC with the Tyler Hayward. Although, I will say Tyler Hayward just doesn't do enough to even, like, warrant. No. Like, no, that, like yeah. to me, like, if, if we were, if this was, like, the NBA media and mm -hmm. AC came out with a Tyler Hayward as the least valuable player, like, he would be just ratioed for, like, clear and inherent bias. Like, yeah. you're targeting a person it, at it that also, point. It also, like, the least valuable player in the NBA is a guy who, like, chucks up a bunch of shots on, like, 35 uh -huh. minutes a game. Right. Tyler Hayward is, like, picking a bench guy who plays, like, 10 minutes a game. It's like, yes. yeah, he's bad, but he's yeah. not actually, like, that important. And also, yeah. honestly, all things being equal, I think... 
as an actual character in the show's function, I think they obviously dropped the ball with him towards the end. But sure. I think he did exactly what he was asked to do. I mean, I don't, I don't feel yeah, dissatisfied. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm with yeah. that. Uh, just tell us you hate him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I don't blame uh, you. I hate him too. I don't blame him. He's, he's, aw- he's awful. No, AC's completely right about that. Um, the, inter- the Eternals as a group, mm-hmm. as an LVP, uh, like that, if L means letdown, I yeah. get that. I mean, Cecilia gave a bunch, and I put the, all of them up there. I think her number one was probably Mephisto, um, because yes, although yes. I will say Springthorpe, I did write these in chronological order, so Springthorpe did make the Mephisto joke first. Sure, 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 um, sure. But uh, it's a great joke, and it yeah. is really... I think that that's something that we'll sit with for a while uh, for in this pod. Anytime someone has I'm a actually theory. surprised we don't have... Like, we do have a general Caleb vote for What If, but I'm surprised mm. we don't have a Killmonger vote. Mm. I think a couple things. I think a lot of people honestly stop watching What If by that point. Okay. And also, I think that there is... I, I understand why someone wouldn't want to give it... Because he's only in one episode of a show that's sure. not that important. But sure. I think that you could make the case that his that Michael B. Jordan's line deliveries are the LVP. Yeah. Well, like I, I think that's kind of the thing there where it's just the, the caliber of stardom mm-hmm. compared to the delivery of performance mm-hmm. is probably mm-hmm. like the widest gap that you have there. Um, I'm going to shout out uh, last, like a tie, the second of the ties for Montel, Dr. Strange. I want to like, what do you think about Dr. Strange as LVP? Cause I, I have some feelings about that. I think that I wouldn't personally name him an LVP because mm-hmm. he, if we keep going with the basketball metaphors is like a guy who you live with the bad shots because you take the good shots. Sure. At the yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. I think when I think with Multiverse of Madness, I'll change my tune. But at the moment, for the most part, he did a lot of good, you know. And he obviously he screwed up things with Spider Man, but Spider Man's also partially to blame for that. And so mm-hmm. like, I think if you're going to be talking about misusing magic, and like from a any sort of like arrogant sense or whatever i think it's actually just a little disingenuous to blame dr strange for a bunch of stuff and then not mention that wanda held the whole town hostage like yeah 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 um i yeah that's it, it's it's one of those things that is like my general gripe with uh some of the storytelling of mcu in general that you always i just don't know any other property because like there aren't things that have this kind of ongoing arc mm-hmm. over and over again, like in a movie sense. Of course, you have television shows and yeah. stuff, but even I don't think we think about television to that level. Mm-hmm. Like, but the point I'm getting at here is just so much of what you um, evaluate someone's performance or what's going on in a moment also has to always be revisited in mm-hmm. retrospect because of what comes afterwards. And yeah. I, I think there's like kind of a bit of a laziness that comes with the writing there where it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know it seems like la- like half thought now, but it'll make sense yeah, later. I, the way that I tend to deal with that is that I, and this is, might not be the best way to do it, but while I'm watching it, and obviously I can have conversations outside of it, but while I'm watching it, sure. I only f- feel the moral judgment that the show is trying to tell me to have. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It, so, like, that. with, like, Hawkeye, I can know stepping outside of it that it was really fucked up, all the things he did to all those, you know, gangs, especially mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. he went across international lines and killed people that had nothing to do with people. But if the show is not, is telling me that the, my moral outrage for that should be a five, I'm going to feel it's a five. Whereas, like, I think yeah. that... So Wanda, in a vacuum, my moral outrage at her should be a 10. Mm-hmm. But if Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness starts off and tells me that it should be an 8, and that my moral outrage for Doctor Strange for the Spider-Man thing shouldn't exist at all, I'm fine with that. So that's why I don't really 
like judge the characters. I only judge them in the context of what I'm watching, if that makes sense. Like I don't No, no, really... no. That, and that's entirely what it is. But I think that's also why like uh it it's really tough to figure out what exactly like how exactly Doctor Strange's current performance will be looked at. Like as mm-hmm. it is, there's like yeah. so many di- w- different ways you can approach it. He's reckless, mm-hmm. he's incompetent is a possibility. Although cuz I've seen the argument there for a while, although I don't think that is a thing. No, I think he's much, reckless. I think he's just more reckless than anything else. And and like honestly, his short history in MCU kind of reflects as much where it's just like you said, you you take the shots that he makes because of in spite of like all the ones that yeah. he missed cuz he makes it, yeah. the big ones, right? Yeah. Um he he actually kind of goes, you know, <laughs> Again, if we're doing these narratives, he's just like, he's the unsung hero in mm-hmm. a lot, like in Infinity War, he's the one who sets us all in motion. Yes. To get yeah. to where we are at the end there. He's the one who yeah. finds the one way to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but all that said, I can see, like, do you have any other LVPs out of the Not year? really. I mean, I would say you could probably make the argument. I mean, I, I, just as to continue the bit, I'll make the argument for Chris Evans not getting in his freaking car and going to a recording studio. Yeah. But other than fair, that, no. Do, do you have any LVPs? Hmm. Um. I want to say, like, it's hard to say. There might be something in Loki that has, like, kind of a... I mean, Loki himself takes a hard L, period. Yes. Yeah. If you want to talk on yeah. that end. Um, and... Depending how you will feel about Loki falling in love with Loki, like, mm-hmm. will probably also affect how you feel about that general performance. I mean, I'm a pretty big. As I said before, I'm, I, a, I know I'm you're a romantic pro. at heart. Yeah. I don't care that they're you know they're from different universes. It's okay. But no, <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? I also think that there was some discussion on the Discord about Sylvie possibly. Sure. But I also think that there's some ways that like, I, I kind of have a hard time evaluating this. I have a harder time in this context evaluating it in the context of the movies, like, as if I was going to describe a character in LVP, because, mm-hmm. like, I actually... What Sylvie did, obviously, in the grand scheme of things, is horrible for the universe, but, I mean, for the MCU, it's great, because it's going to make a bunch of cool shit happen. So, like, right. I really don't like... Uh, that's another reason why I don't like morally judging characters when they make a mistake that creates an interesting plot. It's like, yeah, but we have this movie because of this. How, how do you feel about Carly Morgenthau? I think that she, I don't know, I'm conflicted because I don't know how to, whether to evaluate her character based on what she was or what, like, they clearly were trying to make her, if that makes sense. Like, or, yeah, like yeah. what no, the no, version it, of a it, show it, was more... Because going on, right? Like, I, yeah. I mean, it falls flat at the end. I think we have to admit that. Yeah, uh, yeah. because ultimately, I think that, I think that there are a lot of people who are disappointed whenever the MCU... Pro, has a villain that has like quote unquote radical politics like Black Panther or like Harley that they're a little disappointed that the, the shows or movies don't go all the way of saying like yeah these are right and I don't agree mm. with that necessarily because I generally tend to be someone who I, I don't mind if a story's point is you're that, definitely talking about a lot of these things like by the way of like how we like look at them ethically or morally or just yeah. like how we evaluate that I just mean on pure performance oh I mean she I thought she was flat. Yeah, I, I agree. Look, what I was going to say is, I think I was getting all the way back yeah. to it to say that yeah. I think that the reason it falls flat is because it doesn't commit. They they can't they can't commit because obviously the show is not, and I don't think it should say uh-huh. that their goals are worth murdering a bunch of people. Like I actually don't think the show should, and obviously there are people who think that they should have let Kilmarger win, and I disagree with that. But whatever. Uh-huh. But 
I think that the show should do that, but they don't have the balls to even say, have the moment of like, I think that's so much why I hate the Pepsi speech, to have the moment where it's like, she shouldn't have killed people, but other than that, everything she said was right. That right, they, right, need, right. they need her to kind of end up pathetic because they can't even bring themselves to say, to agree with the statement that the fate of the world shouldn't be decided by people in boardrooms. So they have to do the character dirty in order to make that the ending of it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and so she she has all this like, this great point in like this kind of belief system that she has that she's fighting for. And once again, she does stuff that's questionable at best um and morally reprehensive in my opinion and so but like instead of grappling with that it's like well the actual thing is that she's wrong and she dies and ultimately sam waters down her message a thousand times and then that's what the world remembers her by and Mm -hmm. so i feel like they did the character wrong if that's my long-winded way of saying that she wasn't that good as a character (laughs) right um also from like falcon and winter soldier actually takes like a lot of l's just all things considered i mean u.s agent Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how, like, I, I think definitely gets a nod in the LVP between, like, how horrible he is as a character versus, mm-hmm. like, how everything turns out versus his, like, own success in the, like, matter. Is yeah, just... that, that, that's why Malcolm Spellman felt like the right answer to me. Because, yes, okay. If, I see what you mean. Because if the characters in Falcon and the Soldier react to John Walker in, op- in the opposite way, if mm-hmm. John Walker gives the exact same performance and the characters don't, like, consider him okay by the end i think it's actually a great performance and a good character it's just right, that right, right. when it's like when he acts that reprehensibly and the characters are like well because you helped a little bit you're okay now that completely <laughs> then that, that makes all the choices they made previously bad you know he has a completely unearned redemption arc by the end mm. of it yeah um and then but like unearned in a way that it's also intentionally like creating him to be an anti-hero but it's just it's Pretty awful execution. Just let him be a villain, I think, is the thing. Just let him be a villain. Exactly. Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, talking through this, uh, this was a category that didn't come up, but I just feel like in talking through all these characters, it actually might be one of the more disputed ones. Sixth man of the year. <sighs> okay. That's we have a, a lot. Yeah. Um, well, let's just start naming some off. Um, oh, my God. I'm so sorry I'm forgetting the guy's name. The one human uh, that travels with them in Eternals. Um, what's his name? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm totally happy. Like, we have been in full holiday mode. Uh, come at us for not remembering most uh, of I'm the stuff. I'm pulling it up. It year. is, um, oh my god. Um, oh, I'm just getting, uh, Kar- Karun. Karun, yes. Karun, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, he's up there. I mean, take a look at WandaVision alone mm-hmm. for our supporting yeah. cast over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just, there. Put it this way, this was a Marvel knows its supporting characters. Period. Yeah, uh, and, yeah I think, I, and I, I think that that's a thing that these movies, one because there's so many of them, they've been able to develop so many. But I think it's a strength they've always had is that they don't really they have in the past, and I guarantee people are gonna come at me with ones that they've done recently. But generally, the side characters are not stock characters like they are in other mm. things, and especially ones that they like kind of invent or like mostly invent from the comics. Like, they just give them more personality. And I also think that that's a part of just, like, really casting well. Um, yes, Because I think that, that that's... With side characters, if a character's gonna have, like, 10 minutes of screen time, casting is as important as anything on the page, really. And, and again, I think this is something that very uniquely Marvel gets to benefit from because it doesn't need to focus, especially for sequels, so mm-hmm. much time in fleshing out their already established main characters. Mm-hmm. 
that yeah. you just get to do more like of the universe building. I mean, it's kind of the same reason why things like Game of Thrones, like you love every character and not just like the main three or mm-hmm. four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, Darcy, Jimmy Woo, yeah. Mobius, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Jonathan Majors, technically. Yeah, like, I mean, exactly. He's like a late, he's, they signed him at, I don't know, 10-day hardship exception, came in yes. for a couple of games. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, do we have any in there? Oh, I mean, Baron Zemo. Yeah, oh, Zemo. It was funny, I was actually watching Civil War with my family, my dad and my two brothers a couple nights uh-huh. ago, because it was on, I think, Sci-Fi. And they had never seen it. And I didn't say it, but I was wanting to say to them as we were watching the scenes, like, would you believe that in one of the shows this year, he's the funniest character? Because <laughs> he's right, right, so right. serious. Uh, um, alligator Loki? Alligator Loki. I mean, I'm wearing the shirt right now. There you go. My, Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Um, they're just, yeah, they're, I, I think it's, uh, the wealth of characters that we were given this year is actually, like, wildly impressive. I mean, we haven't even mentioned, like, Shang-Chi um yeah i mean uh, i think so yeah uh, katie from uh uh, aquafina Uh uh-huh um do we i like yeah they're just like so many different performances like it's i think because we're so top heavy in the year like no way Mm -hmm. home has like taken the cake for so many things yeah and like the recency bias and things too it's like you kind of forget about stuff like tony lim like mm-hmm. as uh yeah. when woo like was mm-hmm. one of my favorite performances hands down for this year mm-hmm. and it's kind of like falling a little bit in the backside yeah i i, I think the thing too is i think that, that is a performance that marvel doesn't get that much of which is because a lot of times when the big actor comes in to do a movie because they have like such probably a serious star persona uh-huh. they kind of play a lot like Kate Blanchett is hella yeah whereas he had a real Tony gravitas Lung came in and just there's a great on my the podcast i love blank check made a joke about how uh, apparently when they were sitting in the theater watching it, one of the guys, when he was doing the exposition about the Mandarin, he just started miming dealing cards out because it's like he's just dealing, like this is yeah, the most yeah, bullshit yeah. Marvel exposition in the world, but just, uh, yeah. there you go, because yeah, he, yeah. he's just a pro. And I think that that is a thing that that movie really benefited from a lot mm-hmm. is just that gravitas because I think that where there's some characters like Thor is a god, so you can have characters being silly and being intimidating because it's all gods, you believe it. But like, mm-hmm. I think you really needed, you needed to actually be afraid of him. And there, I think there are mm-hmm. a lot of MCU villains that you don't actually need to be afraid of in the moment, but you need, I don't know. I think the Tony Lang was just I a mean, revelation in it. B- beyond his like power of the 10 rings, he was an imposing Asian dad and few things are scarier than immigrant yeah. parent. I mean, you you said it better than I ever would because I wouldn't <laughs> say it. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd be mean, like Trevor, you know, mm-hmm. flattery, just like they're, they're just a collection of like really great performances through the year. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, in the larger scale, that's our last kind of category that we threw out there. Mm-hmm. But like full on performances, full on moments in the mm-hmm. MCU. I so our top two was essentially like the three Peter Parkers mm-hmm. and Yelena and mm-hmm. Kate, which again, kind of like it, you know. It's recency bias, it's, but it's fine. It, it is, but they're also it like probably they're probably still among yes. the best things that also came out yeah. this year, which yeah. is like tough. Yeah. But I mean, looking back, like, what are some perform? Like, okay, so not performances, because this was moment. The like, question question was MCU yeah, moment yeah. was the que- was the way that the question exactly was, best MCU uh, moments. So and this is not probably the best, but the one that I think about a lot, and I talked about it so much at the time, and so uh-huh. people are going to be so mad at me. But there was something revelatory, and when I just got chilled down my spine of like, oh my god, this is um, something I haven't seen, is at the end of WandaVision episode 3, when, uh, you know, 
uh, Monica when it starts to unraveling. When no, when when she gets thrown out and she's laying on the ground and Daydream Believer starts coming in and the aspect ratio changes and it goes to HD. I think that that is the reason. I think that, that was oh, revelatory yes. for me because it was obviously the show thus far was already crazy, uh-huh. but like I think that specifically, and this is so nerdy and dumb, and I talked about it so much, but the aspect ratio change with the needle drop to me signaled like not only is this crazy. But the people who are making it, they love how crazy it is, and they yeah. they are enjoying it. Like that yeah, they they're are buying. playing with. Yeah, that yeah. they're complete, and it it was like it kind of was like a, okay, there are actually still new things for these things. That this is actually it kind of was making an argument for the TV shows as it, to exist themselves. Um, so that's the moment. Uh, that was again, that's not the best moment for Mondavision. Even I think there's obviously a famous moment that we'll talk about probably, um, but uh, that blew the internet up. But that's the moment that I think about. Like, oh shit, this is. Phase four, baby. I mean, yeah, I. WandaVision kind of has a handful of bigger, like, big moments. Of course, Agatha All Along. Yeah, that was any, a big one. I mean, it was number one on iTunes. Right. Uh, any of Vision's, like, memes, I think, really, mm-hmm. like, kind of took off. Uh, I think the uh, the one I thought you were getting at, but, like, was the, the breakdown that happens between the two mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Um, uh, that is like I know it's a favorite of AC's as well. Yeah. Uh, Vision's various speeches. Mm-hmm. The there's just like there's so many things that happen in that series alone that it's like mm-hmm. it actually has kind of like fallen back mm-hmm. uh, because it's the first thing we saw this year. But like really special stuff altogether. Um, the ship of Theseus mm-hmm. was Great really stuff. good. Um, mm-hmm. Monica Rambeau actually like before you know like we. Mm-hmm. We weren't the craziest about the uh, ending, but like when she gets her powers, mm-hmm. which is yeah, like a huge thing to look forward to. Um, Jimmy Woo, uh, sleight of hand. Oh my god! To tell you me know, they just are so great. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's so much there, uh, and then like moving on. So the next series is what Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, and there were like some bits in there. I would say some of the action was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, the big thing I think culturally was the Zemo get the him dancing. Yeah, was Zemo at the was, club was huge. Mm-hmm. That's a really good show. Uh, mm-hmm. I would call that as like a huge moment there. Um, anything Black Widow wise? I mean, I think that the running joke about posing is I think the big yeah. th- is the big thing from that. Um, yeah, that'd be the, my specifically way. the like when uh, Yelena does it and he goes, "Oh, I feel disgusting." <laughs> really great, great yeah. stuff there. Um, Loki, also a number of yeah. killer I mean, moments. Jonathan Majors coming in at, at the end as uh, Kang. Uh-huh. Using the salad as uh, an example. Right. I think about that a lot. Um, um, I mean, I, the moment where he ends up at the end and sees the different versions of himself, I mean, that was such a great tease at the end of the episode. Um, yep. Yeah. I just, there's, well, like, but also, too, um, like Loki versus his, like the Loki battle. Oh my god, the Loki battle! Yeah, very good stuff. You're just like ah, it's it's a lot. Shang Chi. Uh, I I think my favorite Shang Chi moment is still the flashback, where Wen Wu goes back and takes revenge on the mm-hmm. gangsters who killed his yeah. wife. It's just like a, such a powerful and cold moment that like, mm-hmm. um, has definitely all the, the sheen of MCU, mm-hmm. but is just vicious. Yeah. In a way that I really appreciate and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's street. He murders people. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and it's crazy that. And then, like, you know, the action's really great there. Some of the fun stuff with, like, the fights. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that the because I, I rewatched it on a plane when I was flying mm-hmm. down to Florida, and I think what was the your takeaway? The uh, I think I still the problems I have with the end I have more, but the they uh, it doesn't hold up well. Like, I I think I was really excited for the end because like I got a like I I really flipped out for the dragon the dragon was like yeah. super fun mm-hmm. um but watching it back i'm just like it just take like once they arrive to talo mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it just like starts dipping it's just and, such a tonal shift yeah. and, and specifically too it's like you having a great fight between father and son there's a lot of emotional stakes and then like it's like i actually just don't need to see jay dragon here like this is enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah. the thing that's the, the bus fight i think uh, it's so obvious because it's been talked about so much but the choreography of that is i think it there's just so kind good. of an iconic moment yeah. Um, and so that's definitely my number one like moment from that movie looking back i definitely like like kind of the like su- more subtle like just like in the action style like how it was kind of intentionally a bit of an homage to a lot of the jackie chan type uh, mm-hmm. action and you really do see it just like especially in the use of like things like a jacket and how it mm-hmm. goes back and forth and it just flows like it's like a dance the way they fight i actually and was watching so a thing uh, where one of the stunt guys who coordinated it was talking about it and he said that that jacket move on the bus fight is i forget what I'm not well versed in martial arts movies, but they mm-hmm. did say that it is a direct homage to a Jackie Chan movie in which he exactly, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, no, you, yeah. you see him do that sort of move like in a lot of things, which is yeah. very like very use the environment and use the tools, mm-hmm. which is like I remember mm-hmm. growing up with like a lot of like between Jackie Chan and definitely like I was a big Jet Li fan from back mm-hmm. in the day, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I just remember like always thinking like oh everything can be a weapon, that's cool. <laughs> like mm-hmm. when you're a kid, yeah. it's just like it's such a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what other properties are we like talking through here? I mean, there's uh, the, there's Eternals, which yeah. obviously you know had was fun in some. I mean, the, my favorite moment in Eternals is when I realized when the Marvel Studios logo came up, and this is just such a this is anyone who has a dad who's white who grew up in the seventies is working <laughs> on this. When you when I've heard the first notes of Pink Floyd's Time, and I'm like, oh my goodness, they're doing Time <laughs> as the intro for a group of people right, right. that have been around for a thousand years hell fucking yeah chloe zhao doesn't miss and unfortunately she missed a couple times under the next two and a half hours but right i mean that that and also speaking of opening credits stuff i still stand by i think that the opening credits of blackwood are fucking great actually um, oh yeah no really good yeah. sequence um, i'm, I'm but, completely with you on yeah. that but i think that those two things as a fan of needle drops who thinks that they're great uh that definitely got me hype and i'm when i was watching that i'm like oh my god am i gonna come out of this theater being like eternal is actually the best movie ever made um <laughs> but no Oh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of interesting... I think the thing with Eternals is that the best stuff is small moments as opposed to... Because a lot of the bigger scenes, I think, kind of feel a little lifeless. Just is the general problem with the movie. I, um, I That's the strength of the movie. When it steps away from trying to be a Marvel movie, it's interesting. I wouldn't say it was necessarily really good because mm-hmm. it never got enough time to like go into mm-hmm. it, but it was at least interesting. Yeah, it, it, had, it had a lot of ideas, uh-huh. and I don't know exactly... None of them were resolved in a way that... Uh, yeah, I think that it's just, like, I didn't need a lot of the... Uh, I mean, obviously, we're, you know, people who think about this all the time and not people who just go to the movies to watch some things get blown up. But uh, I didn't need a lot of the uh, action. If in I, I would, I mean, thinking about this song choice, I would just wish that they spent more time talking about the toll of being immortal or something like that. Like, all those different aspects sure. that are interesting about the characters that they allude to and they never actually resolve. Yeah, but I don't need to relitigate why Eternals is a disappointment. Right. I mean, uh, one thing, uh, just because I'm, like, pulling up some stuff just to kind of jog my memory again, uh, a lot of the Kingo celebrity movie oh, stuff yeah. is super fun. Like, mm-hmm. the stuff on the plane, the explanation there, and then, like, again, that kind of goes back to any interaction with uh, Karun and mm-hmm. everything that he did was fantastic. Um... And then, 
Okay, so we got those. What if? Do you have anything that like? I think the Chadwick no. Boseman stuff it, is there's nice. Stuff that, yeah, there's but like in terms of best moments, like you know, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Same here, buddy. Uh, and then taking out Hawkeye. Uh, I think we mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Yelena bits. Yelena um, bits are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the LARPing is fun. Yeah. I'll give him that. Uh, that's great too. And then you know, uh. I think that kind of covers that for Hawkeye for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then let's, I mean, the bulk of it really is going to go to no way. Yeah. Home. Yeah. I mean, we're so close to it. And so I don't want to just repeat what I said in a pod. Like, yeah, just listen to our episode but, that yeah. we recorded just like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure yeah. we're like, I think we're kind we're, we haven't figured out exactly how, but I think we want to do some deeper dives into like yep. our best moments out of there. So we'll yeah. do that coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No way home is just such a beast. And yeah. I, it would be interesting to see like how we would re- be recording this right now and how we would be looking back at this year of No Way Home, like say came out first and the rest came mm-hmm. out afterward. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Anything else like notable, like out of no, MCU I mean, or just I like think, feelings that you have coming out yeah, of this I, I year? I have a lot of good feelings about it going forward, yeah. especially because I think that the high, the things that WandaVision and Loki did well give me a lot of confidence that some of the riskier projects that they have coming up are going to go well. Like, that's kind of that. That was a big thing mm-hmm. that I came out of way with this I year. I mean, we, let's let's have a little bit of a conversation about that. Because, like, we have seen now, uh, is it four different types of series? So we have WandaVision, Loki, Falcon, mm-hmm. five, Falcon Winter Soldier, What If, and Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have, like, at least some difference across the board in terms of, like, execution, storytelling, Mm-hmm. what they try to get out of it. Like, I think somewhere in there is a bit of a formula on how these Disney Plus series can't work. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, like, where are you sitting in terms of like takeaways that way? I mean, I think it it is bad scientific analysis to just your conclusion to be what you said beforehand. But mm-hmm. I genuinely do think that where they faltered is the thing that I always say about TV mm-hmm. is that because I think Falcon Soldier Soldiers' biggest, but beyond the race stuff, obviously, which is just sure, no, no, yeah, yeah. But from a narrative structure, these are not six-hour movies. They can't be six-hour movies. If you right. structure them as six-hour movies, they're going to be bad. And I think that the thing is, I think that that's why I enjoyed Hawkeye so much. Because even though Hawkeye had an overarching plot, it clearly cared at, about the uh, beginning, middle, and end of an episode. I think that there's just a propulsivity that even if you're going to have one, just one defined arc of a show you need to have with each episode and you need to have goals that need to be accomplished at the end of every episode because it is it's not enough to like the fact that the next episode is coming is not enough to end an episode on you know what i mean and i think that that's where specifically falcon or soldier faltered and i think the problem with wandavision's ending in a lot of ways was that they were trying to wrap things up that they ended up i think as the show in the last couple episodes it started to feel like it was just one big movie and Mm -hmm. I uh, I just I think that the episodic nature of Loki, I mean Loki had a you know because you could say what episodes were what you know what I mean like they were sure. clearly defined, um, and so I think that that's a big thing. And I I, th- yeah, I think yeah. it benefited from because it, it was allowed to say grounded and not kind of like explore large ideas. But I I really think you're right. Like I, I wouldn't come out of it to like you know in a scientific way come up with a formula. But I think the closest to what I think is like a successful way to approach it is Hawkeye. Yeah, I know. I agree. Yeah, um, because I, cause, yeah, because there are little things going on every episode that the question. Because if the major question is not going to be answered every episode, but if you yeah. raise a question at the beginning of an episode, at least answer a couple of them at the end. Yeah, and I I think um, 
I know it's very Marvel to do this. I think when it comes to some of the series, like it just doesn't have to be about, it doesn't have to be that deep. No, I agree. And I think, I mean, where it falters, I think probably terribly. And like, it's also a matter of its execution is what if. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It depends so much on a, a big idea that doesn't really come into fruition until the very end mm-hmm. and has like very loose connection at the begin, like throughout like up until that yeah. point and mm-hmm. between all that together yeah just like i mean it's why it's the weakest series among other it, reasons yeah it, it i said i think at the end of it and i really stand by it i feel like if they introduced the idea of the watcher needing to put together like a team at the beginning of it and yeah. had every episode end with that that would be so much more compelling because ultimately that was the only show where you could stop at watching after a couple episodes and not like there's no re- the only reason to watch the next episode is because you like wanted to see what it was and sure. obviously it's it's a show where everything is a new thing and that's that's that can work an anthology show can work mm-hmm. but you need a very strong frame structure and the fact that you had the watcher as a character but you didn't use him it just felt like such a bizarrely missed opportunity to not yeah. have it be have a superstructure to the show um you know I, I, like i yeah, I think the gears that were turning in terms of it was just like they really wanted to pull off a sort of bait and switch, mm-hmm. and they yeah. faulted it. Yeah, well, because it's also like it's and they I think they did the wrong type of bait and switch because like a show where every episode is not connected and varies in quality mm-hmm. inherently because any an anthology show is always going to vary a lot in quality because they're completely different stories. Yep. I think that that's actually that's bad bait because that's the less appealing option. <laughs> you know, what no, I mean? no, no, like, no, completely. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, um, it's 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 definitely the kind of like Marvel really loves to drop the big surprise, mm-hmm. um, but you have to be invested to be surprised. And we just exactly, wait. like I think that, yeah, I think that they were like, oh, it turns out these are all connected, and it's like, okay, that makes this all a little bit better. But I would have enjoyed knowing that as I was slogging through episode six. You know what I mean? Like, in my, it in just... my favorite thing of doing sports analogies, it's just like. A GM putting together a bunch of parts that I don't care about, so I don't really yeah. care about the team anyway. Exactly. Like, yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, I, I think I, I completely agree with all this stuff there, and I think um, I come out of it that, like, I don't even think that there's necessarily going to be like a lot of learnings because the very nature of um, MCU is just the machine keeps on going. Yeah. There's, there's, mm-hmm. I don't think there's like really much room or opportunity to like pause and reconfigure. Like, there's no off season. Is what yeah, I, I think with what if there might be some, just because it's pro- only because I think Re- returning because it's an animated stuff. Show, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because it's an animated show, it's probably a lot of the same. It's probably a separate team than a lot of other stuff, so they're not. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're working on all this other stuff too. Yeah, but I do think you're generally right. Um, and if they do learn lessons, they learn them like three years later because that's when they mm-hmm. finally have time to internalize them. I, yeah, I think most of the lessons when you think about Marvel is uh, very. Oh, this works. Let's do this. And mm-hmm. uh, like, and that's the thing with Marvel. It most of the time works. Like, it does mm-hmm. enough yeah. to work that they just kind of like become this repeatable, mm-hmm. good formula, like at mm-hmm. least bare base level good content. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes great. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, I think those are kind of the takeaways there. I we talked about it um, to some degree on our last episode, but I really came out of this year like enjoying everything. I definitely. Yeah. Partway through, and I would say like that's probably for me personally where Spider Man was so huge. I was really hitting a fatigue point. Mm-hmm. I, I think when it came to the stuff, uh, while I enjoyed it well enough, 
it was just like even as good as some of these things were like how much more could I really take like I just needed Mm -hmm. a break from it and so Mm -hmm. I needed something to really like jog the system and Mm -hmm. that's what No Way Home did for me like I watched that movie and then suddenly you have me like re-watching old MCU movies, mm-hmm. re- going through content again, excited for the Hawkeye finale. Like I was mm-hmm. cool on the Hawkeye finale, but yeah. I was excited after um, yeah, No Way Home. I-, I think that it helps to have a big movie like that to remind you that like all of these building blocks you see put in when you zoom out they can build great stuff you know what i mean sure that like the building that the building that is being built is awesome and like i think right. that that's a thing that you need to be because even if the parts that you're watching individually are good uh-huh. it is you know, there's the fatigue of like oh my god this is another one and then we need to move on to another building block but yeah. when you see like oh we're building the pyramid of giza not that marvel is that good but you know what i mean but right, like when right. you see we're building something cool and it's like oh yeah that's why we do it so we can have moments like x y or z and uh, you know what? That that might even still be giving it a little too much credit. I think I, sometimes sure. you, just, you just need a big event. You need a big event. Yeah. And yeah. ultimately, for me, I never really had fatigue only because these shows were a thing I would talk to you guys about and have an event. Like, that. if, mm-hmm. if not for this pod, I would probably felt fatigue. But honestly, like, even with What If, when What If was bad... I kind of was watching it like, if this is bad, then I'll just have a fun conversation with my friends about it. And <laughs> right. I, that That's is a fair. great thing about Completely. this podcast is that, like, no matter how bad the content gets, I mean, obviously the content gets so bad, I don't know if we'd still do it. But right, right, <laughs> if, the, right. if, if a couple things aren't that great or have problems, it is always nice that, like... What was your favorite <laughs> thing to cover or do this year, series-wise? See, the, my favorite series to cover was probably... Hmm. That's a good question. Probably... Either WandaVision I, I, or Falcon. I was um, going to say, I'm probably going to lean WandaVision. Yeah. Um, and, like, again, unfairly because it was just, like, we were... It was, like, coming off, like, hot, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, we had all the energy, you know, started the season. We weren't hitting uh, different points. I think, also, like, the quality of WandaVision is better than Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon yes, Winter Soldier, like, created, like, a lot of fun moments. Actually... I think the specifically... Episodes mm-hmm. four and five, I mean, the episodes five and six of our Falcon and the Soldier pods, uh-huh. I think are, like, those two are probably my favorite ones to have done because we were just ragging on it a lot with Howard. Right. But I think WandaVision also lent itself to being talked about the most of any of the shows. Yeah, I mean, shout out Checkers Wilson. That's one of yeah. AC's uh, favorite uh, shout outs mm-hmm. from the season. Uh, mm-hmm. and for context, uh, just because, for context, that was when, that was Howard Bryant's nickname for Sam Wilson because yes. everyone else in the show was playing chess and he was playing checkers. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, I know Suara was like really into a lot of the conversation between Steph and AC in terms of going through, just like breaking down some of like the the racial exploration, which like, I do not want to do at all at any in any way, even no. in jest on this episode. No, it was bad. I think is the beginning and end of it. Uh, yeah, there you go. Say. Exactly. Um, I, yeah, I think WandaVision is probably like the fun one for me. Uh, definitely like a lot of the banter, like getting mm-hmm. to like get the jokes off, but definitely the banter. Um, shout out AC for going again, like at full speed, mm-hmm. uh, like just, pulling out every theory and mm-hmm. in, in fairness like we we got on him on that because relative to like the three of us he is yeah. the only one who will go to that mm-hmm. length and like yeah that's that's a I, I think, exactly and i think that the show lent itself to that and i don't think that it was an accident that everyone kind of ha- not everyone but like he wasn't the only person in oh the world but like that. i mean but marvel I think was that baiting it, people yeah to do it. exactly 
Exactly. And I think that I think one of the things with you and I is I think you and I were like that Mad Max Fury Road gift. We were saying that's bait, but AC didn't want to see. <laughs> yeah, at a point, I like it, I mean, like anything that we do, it was more the commitment to the bit. Than oh, it was. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the thing always is that like, you know, if you don't commit to the bit, then what's the point of even opening your mouth in the morning? Uh, we wouldn't be doing this many episodes of the podcast for no. sure. Um, yeah, I think a uh, favorite movie to have reviewed. Favorite movie to have reviewed? And this actually Pro- makes sense because we did like a ton of stuff on the Discord. Uh, yeah. Wait, on the Discord, you mean the Patreon? Or... Oh, sorry, the Patreon. Yes, the Patreon. In that case, if we're including yes. Patreon movies, then... Okay, we'll go, we'll go main timeline because main we are talking timeline, about the timeline. Yeah. Probably... Yeah. Probably No Way Home. Actually, no. No, because honestly, this is so stupid. But because I'm at my parents' house and, I'm not, and my chair is not that comfortable, so it can only be so high. Um, <laughs> so honestly, probably... Maybe the original, no, the original Venom. The original Venom. Oh, he did that on main feed. Right. Venom. Yeah. Let there be carnitas. Uh, no, the original but, Venom. Not Car- oh, the original. But, oh. oh, but then the yeah. original Venom. Did we do that on the main? That too? was main because that was that, that was, was, main. That was before right. we, we launched the Patreon off the end of that. Uh, That's right. That's right. Um, Shadow launching a Patreon. That was. There, I, I did not think we would do anything with that. So. Well, uh, you know, I was I had a crazy notion. No, I was like I was fifty fifty, <laughs> and I was terrified. And the fact that we got to like my four month goal the day we started it was really nice. Oh um, no! Shout out everyone <laughs> yeah. who joined it and still remains in there now. It's like yeah. It, and if we're including Patreon pods, then I would have to say my favorite was probably Spider Man Three. <laughs> Spider Man, it's it's a favorite apparently uh, among some. Carlos is a big fan of it. I see mm-hmm. here on our list um what if was like what if had its moments but oh god that like if you want to talk probably the point where i really felt the fatigue was like we're doing another episode of what if <laughs> like we're going, yeah so we're talking about this i want to go through i want to go be specific and go through some of our favorite moments sure from the okay. show the p that people submitted and so yeah. i'm gonna yeah so we obviously Read mentioned through. the yeah. white vision already but then mm-hmm. there's a moment and this is i think i actually want you to drop the clip for this um okay i'll do that that's because you're editing this one tonight uh just let <laughs> listeners know no i'm letting the listeners know your rendition of uh, what you thought uh, Michael B. Jordan saying what kind of forever sounded like, where you said it sounded like Mario going wahoo, I think is just really a special moment. I think yeah. that's also why I mentioned the animation. Like, if he was just, like, getting ready to ride, turns to a person, says, and doesn't have to yell it, just, like, mm-hmm. says, like, more subtly, what kind of forever, and moves forward, yeah. might actually make sense. Mm-hmm. It's just that, like you apply that as if he's like doing like the Mario, like wahoo, like just like at the same time. And I just, I just, it doesn't match, right? The energy doesn't match. I, I don't have an explanation for you why. Because you were correct. I guess. Yeah. Um, that's definitely one of those things. Like I can, it, it's probably not at all interesting to anyone listening. Who knows? Maybe it is. I promise you, I do not come into these at all. Like, we used to, like, be very... I used to be very organized. When we were, like, reviewing our movies, like, Mm -hmm. heading into Infinity War, filled in every bit, wrote Mm -hmm. down notes and everything. And, yeah, I I think anything that we say or joke about on these pods, like, you would like to think that we, like, created bits ahead of time, but... No. No. You know, because I can say the more I... When we prepared back in the day, like, when I listened back to those pods... The mm-hmm. times where we're at the worst is when one of us is like, okay, and then I wrote down, like, that's not interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Speaking of jokes you didn't think of beforehand, when we were talking on the Venom, Let There Be Carnage pod, about yeah. Venom coming into No Way Home, someone mentioned that, you know, what if Topher Grace's Venom was also there? And then someone else mentioned that they'd be eaten. 
and then you said Venom, let there be Carnitas, which is just, I mean, great. We um, didn't, did we shut down the episode after that? Yeah, that, the episode ended on that, actually. Oh my we, stopped, we stopped the episode. And I just want to go through, because a lot of people mentioned stuff from the table read, which mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't watched it, it's on the Patreon. You can get the whole thing. For sure. Um, but there's a couple moments, specifically my actual answer from my favorite moment of it, and is, that, mm-hmm. is actually what Springthorpe's one of his was, is, and I think that this is actually really important, because for the first, like, 20, 30 minutes of it, we were all kind of having fun. But mostly mm-hmm. people were just like, Springthorpe was like acting out a lot of stuff, but mostly just doing the lines yep. and just kind of, you know, it was kind of a little bit awkward at times. And Caleb Lamesser, God bless him, one of our <laughs> patrons who played Nick Fury, he did the, really the first major edit of the script where he just added a motherfucker into yes. one of Sam Jackson's lines. And that kind of just felt like there was a thing it lifted it off. off. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It just was like, oh, we're just... This it is all just it was Cap now. getting Mjolnir. Like, it just, exactly. like, it took it to a whole new level at that point. Um, and speaking of Set It Off, Springthorpe does mention that one of his favorite moments is when Steph said, yes, this is Agent Set It Off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Steph, Steph's whole rendition as Black Widow throughout mm-hmm. the entire thing to the OnlyFans jokes, just, like, every mm-hmm. bit. And then everyone playing off of it afterward. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Uh, the OnlyFans runner is so funny. It's really good. Um... But like other ones, like we're going through this right now. Uh, AC actually has like a lot of favorites. He does. He, like the he just content. kept saying stuff. He, he just, just kept, kept on going off. Um, AC, big fan of the show, clearly. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he does it. <laughs> I'm glad he. I'm glad he's into yeah. it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Kate Heron. We we interviewed yeah. Kate Heron this year. We that did. was so was cool, great. man. And it she was, was awesome. so delightful. Like, yes. yeah, we really want to do more this year. Uh, I mean, this next year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to, and honestly, because I, I, the goal, honestly, and it's obviously going to start slow, but like, sure, that I, I want to be the show that we reach out to and we can say like, hey, this person who you work with did it. And like, they text them and they say, hey, that was fun. You should do it. You know what I mean? Because like, we're right, not, right, right. we don't have the, we're not variety. We don't have tons of access, but like, I genuinely believe that we can make people who are do this stuff, have a fun time and ask them questions that might not have heard before and given that environment. And so I want to keep I want to keep doing it for that reason because I want to prove that that that's true because you know, that's we what, what we provide for our listeners is a good time and I would like to do that for any guests we have. Yeah. No, I think um I think what I really love about doing this show is that like at its core, like if we had to summarize what it is, it's a podcast about Marvel movies and mm-hmm to some degree comic book culture but i just feel if it were really just about that the way i think about what that would sound like i would not like being on the show no not at all and i think that applies for the both of us and so i think what i really love about you know working with you guys and definitely what's happened with the community and even like these situations where we got to invite kate heron and talk to her about Mm -hmm. karaoke like i i just I just love that we just happen to share a love for the same thing, but it's very rarely directly about it in all the traditional ways I'm used to hearing it being discussed. Mm-hmm. And the thing that warms my heart so much is that I think when we first started the show, it was kind of just a lark, but I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm always someone who thinks about like the best case scenario of things. And I think that I was hoping that like, my thought was like all of the ways that comic book culture and comic book movies are talked around the internet. There's no way 
that a majority of that even a majority of people who see these movies movies make a hundred you know make a billion dollars there's no <laughs> way that this is actually the way that people want to talk that people actually just want to listen to this you know what i mean and especially mm. if i'm being completely honest there's no way that women and people of color want to listen to just nothing but fat white guys and i shouldn't say fat just a bunch of white guys <laughs> talk about these movies in like the most gatekeepy if know, we say fat way. it's just like look the pandemic hit us all yeah no but i'm you know? not talking about like but it's just like i it, there's and no, so I to see you. that and to see that there are people that do want to talk about them in these ways in ways that are very not precious but also mm-hmm. really enjoying it um because I, I guess that's the thing that i always like say i think is an ethos that i try to have in a lot of stuff is just that you take whatever you're talking about you take the what you're doing very seriously but mm-hmm. you don't take yourself seriously at all yeah well i mean what you're talking about there is really what my favorite thing this year and maybe this my favorite thing that one of my favorite things that we've ever done on the pod is and like uh shout out uh Swara for giving this shout out um the daddy's pod mm-hmm. i was yeah. such a big fan of it it's it's on our patreon it's not mm-hmm. on uh it's not available for public listening no right? honestly i yeah. think that that's the type of thing that i very much don't not because i said anything that i would regret saying but i mean i probably should regret saying <laughs> some stuff. but um it's i think that there's there's some stuff that i think should always be on the patreon right. just because like it's like a rite of passage like the daddy's pod i think legitimately might be do you, my do you have are you done. able to pull up like really quickly like we can even take a quick pause here our full ranking yeah, no, I, you don't even need a quick pause. I, I, I have Here we a, go. a second. Um, All right. But yeah, so like while Jake pulls that up, uh, just for our listeners who are not a part of the Patreon, we thought it would be a really fun practice. Uh, practice sounds silly because of the subject. We thought it would be a fun activity mm-hmm. to go through all of the MCU characters and rank what we thought were the daddiest of the characters in mm-hmm. MCU. And our panel was Jake, uh, Shivani, Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Springthorpe and myself, mm-hmm. which honestly, Shiv and Springthorpe were very essential for this because mm-hmm. to have us two straight dudes like try to dive mm-hmm. into it yeah. would have been a ridiculous endeavor. All right. So uh, the top 10 daddies ended up being number 10, Hella. Number nine, Ego, the living planet. Number eight was the Grandmaster. Uh, number seven was Thanos. Mm-hmm. Number six was Fat Thor. Number five was Vision. Number six, uh, four was Professor Hulk. Was it specifically two, Fat Thor? Uh, yeah, because we said yeah. that Thor himself who cannot. Yeah. Yeah. Number three was Scott Lang. Mm-hmm. Number two was M'Baku. And number one was Captain America, specifically with the beard. Yeah, yeah. No, Zaddy America is mm-hmm. very important. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was probably one of my most fun. And without being like... For all the reasons that you mentioned earlier. Uh, if you are interested definitely check join our patreon yeah. and give it a listen because uh, that i just read the list you're like oh well i already know what the answer is gonna be that's not gonna be fun no the pod's almost two hours long and <laughs> it, <laughs> we spent a lot of time there's a whole bit where we break down the drinking through it it was going yeah, off the rails we, it was a, fun, exactly. a great time it was one yeah so much fun. i mean you know one thing for the public uh because we did record that earlier in the year and we've had a number of properties come mm-hmm. through yeah uh, we've gotten uh 2021 update uh, before we mm-hmm. like we'll do a proper re-ranking again but mm-hmm. our good friend and panelist slash expert michael springthorpe uh came mm-hmm. through with a yes. with a voice uh message breaking down is it zaddy specifically a 2021 he, he explains it but okay. it's it's it's, called, it's under the umbrella of the homosexual perspective but it is about daddies and here is michael springthorpe 
What's up, Marvel Cinematic University? This is Springthorpe. Um, I've kind of already talked a lot on the Discord about how awesome the community was uh, this year, but um, right now on this voicemail, it's time for the homosexual perspective. All right, right now, I got to give a major shout out. This was a fantastic year for MCU daddies. Let me just run down the list of some of them. We have Vision, aka Vishon. <laughs> we have Alexei Shostakov, aka The Red Guardian, Boastful Loki, Venom when he was at the club, Wong the Sorcerer Supreme, Wen Wu, Ikaris, Kingo, Gilgamesh, my father, Hot Youth Pastor Peter Two, and Buff Thomas Hayden church cameo and i'll throw it out to ac we got an honorary daddy ship to jack duquesne played by one tony dalton um the really great thing about this year is not only was it a great year for daddies it was a great year for mcu mommies we had yelena belova i honestly think she's got potential uh we've got melina vostikoff of course rachel weiss uh, we've got Ying Nan. Honestly, I'll give it to her. Uh, Captain Carter, the queen of the MCU mommies. Athena, Ajax, and of course, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, my mommy. Uh, and we got to give an RIP to one of the OG MCU mommies, Mae Parker. What's up? I love y'all. Peace. I mean, I, I got nothing to say add. anything better. Yeah. No. Was, yeah. I think honestly, Springthorpe, we love he, you so yeah, much. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, he nailed it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um... Yeah, but no, we'll revisit it. There will be a mm. 2022 re-ranking. I mean, if, if Father's Day is still on the calendar, I mean. <laughs> For as long as Father's Day is a thing, yeah. uh, that's going to be the case. Mm. Um, yeah, it was just like such a fun year for uh, different things. Like rolling through, uh, we had a lot of like, I think What If, because we weren't that interested in the show, it gave us mm. like some opportunities to kind of dive yeah. into mm. things. And one of the things that was really fun uh can you can you remind me our full panel of our yes. multiversal episode? It was episode? Uh, Shivani, Steph, and Dalbine with an yes. intro recorded by Mosiah. Uh, yes, it was great, great, yes. great, great. Um, yeah, we we had uh, some of our uh, greatest friends on the pod um, just come in and fill in for us to give us an alternate multiverse version mm-hmm. of the episode uh, where we we took a break off and they talked through it and. Mm-hmm. Fantastic job. Uh, maybe better than we do it ourselves, to be honest. I mean, I don't want to answer that question because... Because uh, you know, we're trying to do more of these. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the, also from What If, we did the... Uh, we, we did a... We just let our Discord... Or our, yeah, our Discord, our Patreons, mm-hmm. submit uh, mm-hmm. alternate, um, more alternate What If scenarios. And I think my favorite is the one that I mean, thank goodness AC's not here to defend himself. The one he objected to the most, uh-huh. Italian was, Black Panther. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jake, also can, you pull, from, can you pull up the read? Yeah, 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 one second. It was also from Michael Springthorpe. And I, I'll say I love this moment because it is one of like three times where I've actually heard AC have legitimate anger in his voice. Oh, he was upset. Um, yeah. Yeah. You you would have thought it was Trevor Slattery and, in Iron Man. And, 3 and, and the so thing bad. is, and the thing is, I understand. He he makes some good points, but this is this is what it is. He makes and great points about he, it. I'll say this. He is correct. But he this is, is correct. Bitch. This bitch. What if Black Panther was Italian? After his father is assassinated, T'Challa Torre must take on the world's largest deposit. Once must take on the crown of the world's largest deposit of gabagolanium. But can he overcome challenges posed by a Marone challenging his throne? Wakanda per sempre. Like, and that we got to just like build off of it with the jokes in the Discord on the pod. Uh, yeah. Further upsetting AC, just not mm-hmm. happy with any of it. And the thing is, once again, his objection. 
I think what he said is like, have you, ever right. watched the, have you ever watched The Sopranos, quote, do you know how they talk about us, is I believe what he said? And he's 100% right. correct. Now, Springthorpe does stipulate that he did intend the characters to still be black, just speaking with Italian accents, but still. <laughs> but still. Also, uh, AC is correct, but Gabagolanium and... Gabagolanium is just one of the funniest things. I've yeah. ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, beyond that, I, you know... Really fun stuff with the Discord, or not the Discord, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the Patreon, all the extra episodes we got to do there. Like, it was just, like, a good opportunity to, like, dive into stuff. And I don't want to go any t- further kind of inside. Good year. Great year, yeah. Jay. Yeah, I mean, it just, it's been a great year for us, and I hope you guys have enjoyed what we've put out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, uh, honestly, I really do recommend, if you're a fan of the show... And you're able to, I recommend, you know, just giving the Patreon a try, even just just get in the Discord. Because honestly, some of the messages that people have sent us this uh, in this thread about the reflection on 2021, um, a lot of people, you know, saying very nice things about the time in the Discord. And I agree. I mean, it's, we've really built a great community. And the great thing about it is that as far as I can tell, anyone who joins in, who comes on and is, you know, there to chat and have fun, um, you know, it's not, there's no gatekeeping. So if you want to... Have a good it feels time like a safe space and uh, yeah. and a thing instill I think a culture that I don't always feel is yeah no for sure yeah. exactly because I think ultimately like I think that we all mostly want to mostly here to have a good time talking about these things that are fun mm-hmm. but also I think we're also a lot of people who have a good time by taking things pretty seriously. <laughs> but like not like not 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 making like for example like the whole bit about what arm does uh the winter soldier jerk off with like that wasn't just a one-off joke like we spent a good like 10 minutes talking about oh, yeah. different scenarios and i think that that's kind of the thing that i that's my sense of humor and the fact that most of the people in the discord that's also their sense of humor that like no no no, no just saying it is not the funny part spending time like thinking scientifically about it is the funny part and i think Completely. that that's a lot of it and so i think just people who we all you know come from different backgrounds and i i think there's there's running jokes i mean the fact that i'll say someone did submit as their favorite moment from the year is uh tagashi said anytime caleb got made fun of on the table read which i like <laughs> the fact that there's beef that he you know wants us to say on the show um, right yeah. yeah um there are there's so much going on like i personally can't even keep up myself yeah. but yeah uh that's that's the fun of being all I mean, we, and it. we i just let everyone know we got you enough to talk about the book of boba fett i i opened the book i don't know if you opened the book i've opened, opened the, the book. book i've opened um, the book yeah. we'll, we'll definitely get into it um yeah we we'll do chance. something for the patreon we're not sure, sure we're not gonna do episode by episode but we'll do something for it we'll do something for it yeah um but yeah echoing everything you said there uh it's I think we've said it so many times on this pod, but it really bears repeating. Like I don't I don't I couldn't tell you anything that we are where we're at right now, like I couldn't tell you any of that was gonna happen. No. And like we we definitely are not and, people with a plan that way. Yeah. Um And the thing that is most exciting to me is not that I'm not excited about where we are now, because that's mm-hmm. but like whereas Back when we first started, it seemed like a fun thing to do for a little bit, and maybe we'd get like a hundred people who occasionally listen, or a hundred followers on Twitter. Or something sure, like that, sure, and sure. Have a fun time. Now though, it's not the same as it is then because I feel like now we anything is possible. Like actually, I have no, I can't, I'm not ruling on anything. You sure, know what I mean? sure. And like, yeah. but I think that that's like I, that is a testament to how we've grown. Because it's not just, I think the thing that's important too is that, and I think this is important for anyone who creates content, not that I were successful enough for me to give advice to anyone, right. but that 
it's not just about growing your audience that like the reason why we've been able to have the year we've had is because we've gotten better at this and have you know sure like and, it's, and it's, i mean like yeah. we've also i mean i did not prepare a list so i apologize there but like every person that has guested and shown up on this show ever and also this oh, year in particular what? because do you uh do you do you want me to pull up a list because i do have a list somewhere let's uh, let's get yeah. a list so obviously i mean the first people the people who have guested the most on the show ever are uh our old friend she's on a couple times this year nits bluffstein she they're old the og um, love nits yeah uh she's welcome back anytime of course um and then this year we really had a lot on with shivani yeah um steph dalbeen Dalbeen, uh, yes. Shout out Murphy's Multiverse. We don't have yes. AC to do it, but shout out Murphy's Multiverse. Yep. Uh, we, I'm sure we'll have more members mm-hmm. uh, joining here. Yep. Uh, Mariano, who just had a huge career advancement today. He quit his job, is now doing f- uh, social media full-time for Baron Davis. So shouts to him. Shout out. Um, Howard Bryant, I mean, his value to our show this past year has been invaluable. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've finally come around on uh, Howard. I, I think he's cool now. Like, he's oh, right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Anthony Mays, always been a good friend of the show. Michael Springthorpe, obviously, we just mentioned. Uh-huh. Um, uh, AC's buddy John from Multi- Murphy's Multiverse. Dragonfly Jones. Uh, Michael Smith. Um, Hunter Redesi. Hunter Redesi, yep. Yep, yep. Mosiah. Uh, Mosiah. Um, we had... Um, you know, uh, Megan Hines. Megan Hines, uh, yeah. Cecilia. Uh, Cecilia, Caleb Lammesser. Uh-huh. Um, you know. Montel. Uh, Montel, exactly. And uh, the, the interviews we had with, obviously, you know, Kate Heron, and mm-hmm. then the interview that AC did about Doom Patrol with Tamara Besher-Wilkinson. You mm-hmm. know, just a big year in terms of guests. I think that that's everyone, if I forgot anyone. I mean, sure. I did, yeah, for the Patreon, we had Andre Barrera and David Steele, but, you know, they don't sure. care. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, they're both close for personal friends, so yes. I can say that. Uh, no, yeah, I, I think that's, and that's probably the thing that I feel like really has made this feel bigger is just that it's mm-hmm. not just our voices on mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And cause as much as I love talking about it and love talking with you guys, I, <laughs> we need way more than us. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, and we're so blessed to have such mm-hmm. a great group around us. Mm-hmm. So, um, like really all that said, uh, such a cool year, um, especially one where, you know, going into, we had a lot of question marks about like what, what Marvel stuff would come through, mm-hmm. how it would come out of it. Like, and we just found like for whatever level of quality the content was, we had just as much fun um, mm-hmm. covering every bit of it. Yeah. And so, you know, again, a final thank you for this year to everyone who has mm-hmm. listened to us, who has subscribed to our Patreon, who has shared anything that we've done on mm-hmm. any platform who has really just caped, who has joined on the show, who has sent a nice mm-hmm. message, um, who has thought of us in any capacity. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it, like... And the, the, the people I want to thank too specifically is mm-hmm. anyone who's, you know, uh, been talking with the MCU with someone and, you know, recommended our show to them because that, sure. in my opinion, is... Because I listen to a lot of podcasts and I don't recommend all of them to everyone. You know what I mean? I think that that mm-hmm. is like... Of anything else, that is a sign that we're doing something right if you're able to say, like, hey, you should listen to these bozos. Right. Um, but, yeah, and so I thank you so much. Because, obviously, that's, I mean, and you know that really is thank the highest Thank you, compliment. Jake. Thank, thank you, you, Jerome. <laughs> I love doing the show with you. Love AC. And thank absolutely. you, AC, who yeah. had to leave early. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we say this, we're only a couple of days off from 2022, and we're pretty much going to get right back into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we have... 
we know it's a bit of a lull before our next bit of Marvel mm -hmm. stuff coming through. But all that said, you know, we found out again this year there are so many ways we can talk mm -hmm. about this in yeah. just as fun ways. And, uh, you know, and the thing is, and because Doctor Strange got moved and there's a big old third month of the year that's open, I mean, uh -huh. I don't know if we'll be doing as many pods about it, but there could be some, I don't know, there's, he's in the multiverse of madness in uh, May or whatever, but there could be some other madness this March. Who knows? Could be coming back. There you go. Oh my gosh. Are we bringing it back? I'm not, I, I'll say this. What I, my intention is, because I keep my cards on the table always, I think I'm going to limit it to non-title characters, like side okay. characters, because okay. I think that it was kind of, it reminds me of in uh, 11th grade, my history teacher did a thing called Presidential Survivor, where everyone got a president and he had to defend it. And yeah. it was like, no matter, I came in second with James Madison, which is honestly like winning a, uh, like coming in second in a hand of poker with like 2-7. Um, sure, 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 sure. But the person who won was George Washington, and the person whose name I remember won't say was a very smart girl and did a pretty good job. But like, I can't. You I can't mean, what's Drager? Drager, Drager on the plot. No, 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 I'm not gonna do it. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, because no, the thing not. is, uh, you know, I wouldn't yeah. because also she was just doing. She did a fine job, but I was. My yeah. point being that, and this is, I, I really need to find a better way of just organizing my thoughts. But what I'm just trying to say <laughs> is, from the beginning, obviously Iron Man was gonna win. Obviously <laughs> Iron Man was gonna win. Um, also, I want my new resolution to be something that I have confidence in my ability to achieve. But, um, but no. But everyone, I think everyone knew where I was going with it, and I don't know why I just couldn't stop myself. But yeah, so I, side so, so maybe it's the side piece uh, March Madness is what we're talking about. The side about. piece March Madness. See, yeah. that, I would like to say that, but I also feel like there's definitely some other websites doing that, um, you know, and uh, that also honestly would be a great thing to do a March Madness of, of like the best celebrity mistresses and, uh, or, you know, guys that people are cheating with. The side piece. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if anything, we're just maximizing our SEO at this point. Unless uh, that is true. The site, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, also because Springthorpe likes to do March Madness wanna, practice I just want to get so into like I, the fasting community with side I, piece. Yeah. I need to make sure Springthorpe isn't also doing a side piece March Madness unrelated to the MCU um, before I... <laughs> before I, uh, I mean, either way, he's going to be on both. So Yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, you know, stuff to look forward to. There's definitely going to be another table read, I think. And yep. truly, I'm saying this. If you if you do watch any of our content next year, the table read... I, Cannot emphasize how funny they are. It is really so. Oh God, it's the best time. The uh, truly the most fun I had all year, twenty twenty one. Truly, that 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 is like I know for a fact that is your favorite thing this year. Yeah, hands yeah. down. Yeah, it was a great time. Um, yeah, and so let, let's wrap it up. Uh, mm -hmm. A happy new year to you. Happy new year to you. And a happy new year to all of you listeners. Again, thank you. We love you so much, and we'll see you in twenty twenty two.